and welcome to episode 9 of Soccer Spotlight here on WQSU FM Radio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts every week. I'm co-host Anthony Heller alongside me, Ryan Campbell. Ryan, another another week, another seven days closer to the World Cup. And uh, just, just a few days away now. At the time of recording, it is uh, the... 17th of November, and that means that match day one is in just three days. All 26 teams are out. All tw- uh, all 32 teams, 26-man squads are out. Every squad number is decided. Of course, there can still be changes uh, for injury pullouts up until the day of the tournament, uh, up to that Qatar-Ecuador game uh, that will start us off on Sunday. But uh, as it is right now, this is what we're gonna see, mm-hmm. and and that's what the that's what the majority of the topic is today. Uh, of course, th- there w- there was one thing that happened this week. Ronaldo, man, in United, should have done an interview with us, right? I wish. <laughs> I wish yeah, get him in. Yeah, that. get him in. Get him in. What uh, do you think about that situation, though? Because I think he just. He just ruined his legacy to me in United. He was looked at as a god now. Now, he's still looked at as good, but he's not looked at as a way he was before he came back to United and this whole situation went down. No, I, I think I think his return to United has tarnished his legacy a bit, uh, especially with United fans. Uh, I, I think he's still a United legend, and I think he has to be considered a United legend for what he did during his first spell with the club. Um, but the thing is, that's... Some of his sentiments are probably accurate, um, but that's not the type of thing you should be sharing with an interview, especially especially with Piers Morgan. The one thing I have a problem with, some of the stuff he was right about, but you can't get take a go at Tanag right now. Tanag has done an absolute f- fine job of what he Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think it's right when he said, I don't res- if he doesn't respect me, I don't respect him. He was literally giving the... Tanag literally gave him a... Life branch out to come back to the squad when he let him captain Aston Villa like a week or two ago, and then he comes out with this interview saying you don't respect me. You he walked out and he gave you the captaincy to get you back in the team and everything, and you did this him. You just make Tenal look like a fool. Yeah, I mean, I think at that point, and you know now there there are are, are people that are are specifically Ronaldo fans that are calling for Ten Hag to be sacked. And I, I don't agree with that because Ten Hag has done a fine job. Um, he, he's a good manager. He's got them playing legitimate football, and Ronaldo doesn't fit that system. That's that's why Ronaldo hasn't started this season. And another thing, too, is that Ronaldo's in a bad example for for the younger kids, too, because I look at, you could say maybe Rashford, Sancho, the other young players. They have all looked up to Ronaldo, probably know who he was. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. They I mean, even Bruno Fernandes, who's by no means a young player, looked up to Ronaldo. Mm. But they could take the notes he, he had from Ronaldo. And even Garnacho. Garnacho just, I think he's 18, burst on the scene. What does that do for him seeing a player like Ronaldo having the attitude he has here? Yeah, he's I supposed mean, to see the work ethic that Ronaldo has to, to make himself drive to become the best player player like Ronaldo has done. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of stuff you expect from a from a 22-year-old player at, 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 at the most. This is not what you expect from a 37-year-old. 
at the same time, I think you could, exp I think we could see it because of Ronaldo's personality, but I think it's it's not really out the blue where we could see Ronaldo has to be the man and always has to, has been the man. So when he, I mean, say been, what you say what you will about him, but I never expected him to do that. I could expect his personality because he's always had been a man. He's always been a diva. That that is true. I mean, he has been a bit of a diva, but I never expected him to do that. And the next thing too, after what happened in the win two from Granacho, that guy just did something crazy. And like an hour or two later, you come out with this interview. You couldn't at least wait a day or two, maybe. No, absolutely. I think you're setting a bad example for, for so many people. Probably more people look up to him. He's one of the most looked up to people ever uh and i think if you're if you're doing something like that it sets it sets a precedent mm -hmm. because you look at the number of players currently playing that are that idolize him uh, and, and the number of future players that are that are going to idolize him and the number of players i mean you know that that that's going to happen you know that people are going to idolize ronaldo it, it it comes down to that's that's it's 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 a bit childish, to be honest. Like I think there's not much else to be said, um, because think, th that's just the way it is. Do you think he comes back to United after this? There's any way back? No. I think in January. I think he had moves. I think realistically, more a more realistic move for him right now would be MLS or even Qatar, somewhere like that. I don't yeah. see him playing in Europe again. No, I think I think. The, the go back to Portugal option is it? Maybe, but I don't. I can't see him playing in any other top five league unless he has like a great World Cup. He's top scorer. He takes Portugal to like the semifinals or something like that, scoring loads of goals or finals. That's the only. Way. I think every other club looks at Ronaldo like he's passing now. Yeah, I mean Napoli were rumored to be interested, but I don't think that's a good move for Napoli. They don't need Ronaldo. No. They don't need his problem. I mean, look at look at. I mean, look at the performance of uh, Victor Osman, and then uh, of course Kavarch Kalia. and uh, that's that's one of those uh, those names. Uh, Kavicha Kavarch Kalia mm -hmm. is, um, yeah. I mean, the I guess from a uh, a broadcaster's perspective, it's very critical you get the pronunciation right. So there was research done into that. <laughs> so uh, the one thing I'll say though is that if you're bringing in Ronaldo. You have to make sure you're starting him because we've seen at United right now when he hasn't starting, he's a problem for the dressing room, for the team, for everyone. Yeah, I mean that's it's the last thing you expect from Ronaldo. Um, I, I really, it, it's just the last thing you expect. It's childish, it's unlike him, and it's it's only it's only doing them doing them problems. Let me ask you one more question: Do you think a club clubs like Chelsea and PSG would go in for him in the winter? PSG, yes. Chelsea, no. PSG, I think PSG would be wrong. I think P if PSG gets Ronaldo and they release Mbappe, I think they blow up in Munich. Well, I, I honestly, I think they blow up in Munich either way. I think they have a chance, but the way they see it, the way I see it now, it's, it would be bad in Munich. It, it could be bad. Imagine they keep Mbappe and... So they go with... A, they play a front four of Neymar, Messi, Mbappe, and Ronaldo? No. Cannot, you cannot do that. <laughs> Neymar does not track back. It would Bob be awesome. Really isn't going to track back. You're not going to ask Messi to track back. And Ronaldo certainly is not going to track back. It, would, it would be awesome, though. 
It would be awesome. a four two a four two three one would, would probably work. I just don't think it could work. It, it would be incredibly unbalanced, but it would theoretically I mean, it'd score a lot of goals. It's just too unbalanced. But for this time of Asian soccer. No, especially yeah, with with how how talented um, even even the lower level teams, you know. I mean, you saw, what was it? Um, well, somebody put three best PSG um, in 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 the league. It might have been. Uh, it was it was Estac Troy. Yeah. Hit, got three. Um, past past PSG with with a, a full team um, uh, with Kimpembe with Ramos with Marquinhos coming on um, you know they and they they scored three goals it, it, it that stuff happens let me ask you another question do you think Fernando Santos a Portugal manager he leaves Ronaldo out for a game on the bench if Portugal isn't working if their attack isn't doing good. No, I don't think so. I think he's gonna try. I think I think Fernando Santos because that problem isn't with Portugal; it's with Man United. He doesn't have a reason to drop Ronaldo. But I looked at his stats. He's only scored one goal in his last five games, and he's played team like Moldova, Georgia, I think, and other cl- others yeah. countries that aren't big. But here, here's the thing. He's he's the he's the Portugal captain. He's the all-time leading goal scorer for international games. Fernando Santos, I think, realistically will and arguably should look to do look to build this team around Ronaldo, especially because the reality is right now that Portugal's best player is Joao Cancelo. Build the attack around the captain. I think that's the best. That's the best thing they can do right now. I just think at times Ronaldo's gonna have to come off because Ronaldo isn't gonna be effective. We've seen that United. Ronaldo, no, this and, seen and that that's I think a matter of age. I think since he's thirty-seven, yeah. you know he's not gonna he's not as fast as he was in his prime. He's not as strong as he was in his prime, but he he still has he still has it mentally. And I think yeah, he's not gonna play ninety minutes every game, but I think I think if you if you're Fernando Santos right now. You have to realize that he is still Cristiano Ronaldo, and he's still Ronaldo. He still years. turns up for Portugal, um, even when his his goal scoring hasn't been where it is. He still turns up for Portugal, and I think Fernando Santos realistically will and should look to do make any change he can without benching Ronaldo before he actually does. I think if he, I think if he has to, he should. I think you start off with Ronaldo. For the first game, but if it doesn't look good, like midway through the second game, like say, I, I forget who they play first game, but say they lose the first game or tie, second game they're down bad, you have to take off Ronaldo and try everything, in my opinion. And if it works out, punch him the third game and see how he does. And yeah, I mean, bring him it's, up as an impact sub. I think, I, I think he's too important to the Portugal setup. And I think, I feel like benching Ronaldo will only do. Make it worse. I can see that the only thing that I could say, which I don't see it happening, I don't think Fernando. I mean, for for not 
Fernando Sanchez has has enough confidence to bench Ronaldo. No, I mean, I mean, Fernando Santos probably won't bench Ronaldo because he knows that his career is built by Ronaldo. I think, I think he realizes that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, the Portugal job has been his biggest, uh, biggest job in management. He's been there for a while. Uh, I, I think, I think you have to realize that that he is your captain. I think being the captain of a national team means you have that responsibility in Ronaldo. And yes, Ronaldo has been childish at Man United, but I don't think he's willing to do the same things at United that he has done at United this season with the Portugal squad. Because that, I think, if you're Cristiano Ronaldo right now, you'd much rather be alienated by United than by Portugal. Because if you're alienated by Portugal, I, th- I think that's that's when you realize, okay, yeah, it's time to retire. And I think that's the last thing. I think he's legitimately afraid of retiring. Um, so I think getting frozen out by Portugal means he's going to have to retire, would mean he would have to retire from international. Uh, and that's the last thing he wants. Let's talk about the World Cup squads because all of them have been released now. Yeah, all, all 32 teams have released 26-man squads. All 26 teams have revealed squad numbers. There's some big players missing. Yeah. Who do you think is the biggest miss that they left off? Uh, of any team, I think Tiago. I, when I saw Tiago on the squad, I was like, wow. No, I mean, I, I think the reality uh, with Spain is that they've taken way too many Barcelona players. Um, I I think, I think Luis and I mean Luis Enrique is a Barcelona, is a Barcelona man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all know that. Um, but the number of bars, I mean, there's there's been a couple big omissions from that Spain team that I think really are going to come back to bite them, and I think that have taken them, the players that aren't going have. T- and and the fact that they're not going have have taken them to one of the favorites to now I don't think they win their group. You think Germany wins the group? I do think Germany wins the group now. Wow. I, I have had a change of heart. The one thing I'll say, is though, is that another big miss is I think Kepa has to be in the squad with his form. I, I think De Gea has to be in the squad, too. De Gea, De Gea and Kepa both aren't in the squad. I forgot about that, De Gea. That was a big shot to me. You were at least taking one of them. He, he didn't take both of them. I think the starting goalkeeper is going to be Unai Simone, and he made that mistake against Croatia that comes to my mind in a year. Yeah, ago. it does come to mind. <laughs> Pedri, Pedri got that unfortunate. Unfortunately, did get in, uh, ended up getting credit with an own goal. Um, no, but still, so you feel for him, right? But still, though, but yeah, it, it that's definitely a concern. If, if Unai Simone makes a big mistake, questions will be asked of Enrique, saying, "Why isn't they here? Why isn't kept in the squad with the form they have shown?" Yeah, and, and 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 that being said, also, why do you have two one cap goalkeepers in the squad? You, it's okay to bring one one cap goalkeeper, unless I think the only team that has justifiably brought low cap goalkeepers to the tournament is is the Netherlands, because their three goalkeepers have a combi- combined eight caps, mm-hmm. but they've brought their three best goalkeepers. 
the one the other thing I'll say too is that Ramos isn't in the squad. I think the form he showed on in PSG, Ramos has to be in the squad. Oh yeah, absolutely. What about the Netherlands squad? Because I know Ben Bobman was left out too, which was a surprise to me. Uh, I, I mean, I think... I mean, there's an argument for Sillison. Um, I think Bobman is a bigger miss, though, because what we've seen at Newcastle, though... Newcastle oh. are third in the league right now. He's playing... He's playing for the team that have been really good in defense that are third in the league in the Christmas break period, and he can't get into the squad. Yeah, I, I think that's a miss. Uh, however, the, Nether the Netherlands have, I think, focused more on versatile defenders because there's only three out-and-out center backs in the squad. That's Delic, DeFry, and, and Van Dyke. Mm -hmm. Van Dyke is never getting left out of the squad. Van Dyke? Never. Van Dyke will never. Delict is also never getting left out of the squad. Neither, honestly, neither is DeFry. It depends. I think Delict depends on the coach, but this coach wasn't going to leave him out. No, no. Um, and and Van, Hall, Van Hall knows what he's doing. Um, Obviously, I, th I think the player that probably should have made way was was probably... Probably uh, is probably Jeremy Frimpong, um, but he's also been really good. Yeah, it was hard, but I think someone big had to be left out of the squad to make room for Bauman in defense. The other yeah. thing too is Xavi no, Simmons made the squad with his Javi Simmons. 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 Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that makes sense. <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely understand that. And Gakpo's in the squad as well. Gakpo had to be in the squad. I, th I didn't know Simmons was going to make the squad because he's. It's only been the form he's shown since the season started. But it's good to see they gave him a chance. Yeah, I mean, but look at how good he's been for BSV, and and they lead the league. Uh, the Eredivisie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think a conjian just won. Um, Val Veghorst. Um, I I think there's probably better Dutch Dutch attackers. Mm -hmm. Um. But they've they've gone for Vout Veghorst mm -hmm. uh, at Besiktas. Of course, he was really bad at Burnley. I I think I, mean, I think I think the Burnley think, move was a mistake. I don't think he was that bad as people getting I think he carried Burnley for a little bit a ton. And if they would have got if they would have got out, he would have been a big part of some of the goals he scored. But. Yeah, I think Burnley was a wrong move for him. Yeah, I, th I think moving to Burnley was a mistake. I think for Burnley, selling Chris Wood was a mistake. What about the England squad? What do you think of that, though? Um, I think there's a there's a couple big misses in there. Um, I think they've made some some interesting calls. Do you think Ivan Tony should be in the squad? Yes, on talent. But there's a chance he gets suspend. He gets a suspension. I think that's why he missed the. Suspension. And that's why I I think Southgate more know, knows more than we do. Yeah, I think that's why. Cause now we're seeing what it came out. I think, I think you could say, all right, he he was he did something maybe, or he's under investigation, so you really can't take him. He's not a too big name in the squad where Southgate could go against the FA. 
Yeah, and, and similarly, Reese James is also not in the squad. Well, he wasn't going to be but able to knock out stages, but it was kind of tough, that one. Yeah, I, I think... Is he a better right back than Kyle Walker? Yes. Is he a better right back than Kieran Trippier? Yes. Is he better than Trent? This season, yes. Overall, no. Overall, no. I think he's better than Trent defending, but... I think Trent offers a little more going forward. I think, uh, see, the thing is with Trent is that his his defensive skills are not as bad as people make them out to be, but his work rate defensively is not nearly enough. His work rate. I, th- I think that's the problem with Trent. And I think, yes, he should still start at this World Cup, especially if, I mean, if it's a back five for England, and I do think that will probably end up happening. You end up getting probably Walker... Stones and Maguire. Um, there's no excuse to not start. Trent. Really, I think all three right backs should be starting if it's a back five. Because honestly, I don't trust Kieran Trippier. Uh, sorry, Luke Shaw. I do trust Kieran I Trippier. Don't, I don't trust Luke Shaw. The other thing I had. Though, I think. I think. The, honestly, I think they have to go Trippier left back. There's only one thing that I think would have been the problem. Maybe, I think. He couldn't leave out Luke Shaw because I think Luke Shaw is the only left back they brought, right? Oh, yeah, he is the only left back they brought. Yeah, so I think if Reece James would have been fouled, I think Southgate would have let out Trent. He, that's a decision I, he probably would have left out Trent. He shouldn't. It would have been a bad decision to leave out Trent, but I think that's bad, probably what happened. I think he most likely would have left out Trent. I mean, thing, the, the thing is, Trent is your most creative player. If you're, if you're Gareth Southgate, even if you're not going to play him at right back— he needs to be on the pitch because he is your most creative. He is the most creative player you have. When you need a goal, it's give the ball to Trent, let him cross for Harry Kane. Because mm-hmm. you you have Harry Kane in there. Harry Kane is a good in the air striker. He will get on the end of Trent crosses. What about Calvin Phillips being in the squad though? Uh, he's played twenty three. I think twenty three minutes of football all season. I don't think it's deserved. I think no. it's on, that's on merit. I think on merit, he deserves to be in the squad. Uh, I think he's a talented player, but since he's played so little this season, I think they probably would have been better off going for somebody who is certainly match sharp and match fit. I think there's a loads of midfielders I would have brought than Callum Phillips since the city move because he hasn't really played. He's he just been really not in a squad or just a bench warmer. I think he's also had struggles with injury. But still, um, I I think going to City was probably not the right call. I think going to City, if you're a defensive midfielder, is not a good decision because I mean City are the the club that has the best defensive midfielder in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to argue against Rodri. Um, and I think when you when you decide to make that move, you're making a mistake because he you're not going to start over him. And, and so I think that set Calvin Phillips back, and I think going to City was the wrong move. I don't think the 23 minutes just doesn't get me in the squad if I'm a manager for him. No, I think no. I mean, you have Ward Prowse. You, you've, you've left James Ward Prowse at home. Joel, Joe Willick since Eddie Howe came has been really good, too, so I don't think you could leave him out. You, yeah, you've left I think, I don't, I think a I number of good defenders him. at home. Uh, you've left the oppor- You haven't taken the opportunity to bring a second left back. When you when when you have left backs that have been playing well, I mean Rico Henry even. 
I think that's the problem. And the other thing, too, is that they didn't take uh, the guy for AC to AC Milan Tamori. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't take Tamori. I think yeah. that's the biggest one. Over Harry, over Harry Maguire. Well, too. not even Maguire. I think over Cody. He's. Oh, I forgot. Cody Connor Cody's in the squad, and and Tamori's not. Like, come on, Tamori man. Tamori is a is a Syria AC Milan defender that has just. He's been one of the best defenders in Syria. Southgate has ne- Southgate has never reached that reached that when he was playing, and he's able now to leave as a manager out. AC Milan defender when he's not on the level of a Guardiola or nothing. I think is criminal. Yeah, I think it's a really bad decision to leave out tomorrow because I think he is probably their best defender. He is probably the best English defender right now. I think that's the reality. Do you think Tammy Abraham should be in the squad though? No. He has two league goals this season. I think I think I think they've made the right choice going for Wilson. I think that's the right choice, but last season probably he gets in the squad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At a summer World Cup he's in the squad, for sure. What about the United States though? And and their big le- leave outs because Zach Steffen isn't in the squad. Zach Steffen is not in the squad. What do you um, think about that? Well, I, to be honest, I don't even know who Sean Johnson is. He's the New York City <laughs> FC goalkeeper. Bless. So I, I think Steffen probably should have been in the squad. Yeah, he had a pretty rough time um, with, as City's number two this past season. But, I mean, he is still probably... Deserving of a place in the squad. I can see why you leave him out as number one goalie, but not in the squad. It was a big. I, I first heard a rumor about it, and I thought, and I thought it was nonsense. I thought if they were going to leave out, put Sean Johnson. I think they thought they were going to leave out Ethan Horvath. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Wow. Who do you think is a number one for the U.S. now in the first game? Uh, Matt Turner. Uh, it's. I think it's got to be Matt Turner. What a story for Matt Turner as well. He didn't start playing soccer until he was 16. Uh, played D1. Uh, played D1 and only became a keeper because of injuries. Uh, and then, of course, I think a lot of people have seen that clip um, of Matt Turner. Uh, and, and if you don't know the clip, uh, he basically it, I, did it hit the bar and then it came back and tried to catch it and it just dropped off him and went goal. Yeah. Um, back when he was playing at Fairfield University, which is fun. Uh because I grew up about 45 minutes away from there in my home state of Connecticut. And it, well, not too far from you either. Yeah. Uh, about to split the difference between us. Um, yeah. There's one more thing. You see a lot of you see a lot of pretty talented players coming out of Connecticut. Um, yeah. There's one more thing, though. I forget his name. You could maybe help me on it. But the guy in Germany, a striker for Union Berlin, I think. The American guy. I think... I forget his name. He just moved there, but he's been lighting it up, and he's not in the squad, which I think is a big miss because I think he has, like, over 10 goals a season maybe or something good. I think he has the most goals of all the strikers they bought this season, and he's not in the squad, which is a big miss because the U.S. need goals. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Sibichu. Uh, yeah, Jordan Sibichu. He, he only has three goals, actually. Three? There's... There's someone else. Four, I, if you count the German Cup. I thought there was someone else, maybe. Maybe Jordan P. Fuck, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, that's that's the same person. Oh, Jordan P. Fuck? Jordan P. Fuck and uh, Sibichu. That's... Uh, oh. Yeah. It, it It's... I'm not sure... 
Um, name is Jordan Sibichu, but uh, he is known often as Jordan Pifak. Mm-hmm. Uh, FCC don't find us, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's his name. What about the Argentina squad? Yeah, well, Argentina have have gone pretty much. I've I've heard a lot of people calling for Garnacho to be in the squad. Absolutely not. Garnacho, Absolutely not. He's exciting, but he should not be in the squad. He is way too raw. He is not talented enough yet. That reminds me of when England brought Theo Walcott to the World Cup that one time. As a as a young kid. Will Will Alejandro Garnacho play in a World Cup? Yes. Probably he will. Should he be at this World Cup? Absolutely no. not. No, not a, not a chance. He has not done nearly enough as the other players that are in the World Cup. Messi, Di Maria, Martinez, Alvarez, Debola, Gonzalez, Hakim Correa. No, because and realistically, and the player you the the player you're leaving out is. Probably Joaquin Correa. Are you going to leave out a regular Inter Milan player? No. 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 You're just not. Garnacho probably... I'll, I'll admit it. Garnacho probably will be in squad. He looks really good. He looks... He does look good. He still has but a But he's not that good. Yeah. He's not that good. He's he's He has a lot of raw talent still that needs to be tapped into. But he's good, and I think he and I think he could really be a top player. But no, only reason people are talking about him is because those three games that he had. If he didn't, if he did not play those three games at the World Cup, everyone would have been fine with him missing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's I think definitely definitely the case. Um, what about Enzo Fernandez being in the squad? I I think that makes sense. Um, I like that selection. I think it's really good what he's done so far in Europe, in the Europa League, and in Europe has been good. Yeah, I mean, uh, but he's been in the Champions League this season. Um, Champions League, obviously. Uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's fair. Um, he's he's shown he's shown a lot of talent. Uh, and I I think. He he deserves his place in in the team. Uh, I don't know if he is a regular, but I I he deserves his place in the squad. And, and you know that he's not linked. There's there's not he's not linked with Liverpool for no reason. Mm. He's not linked with the top clubs for no reason. He's a talent. He's a pretty good. He's a really good player. He's a really he's a really good talent. And also I think he's top assister too in the. Ch- well, I shouldn't say top, but one of the top in the Champions League. I know he has like some good numbers and assists, which is nothing either compared to what Benfica was expected to do. We did not expect this from them so far. No, no. What about Mexico though and their squad? What do you think about that? So I think it's really light. Yeah, I mean. It's it's about what you expect. You know, Mexico have have made a, a claim for themselves as a team that very consistently gets to the round of sixteen and not much further. I think that that ends this year. Yeah. 
I don't think they get to the round of 16 with this. I, I don't I don't know if they can get through Poland. This squad just doesn't seem like the old Mexico squads where you had a little bit more confidence in them. It just seems a little light, not... No, they're enough. just not as confident, um, and especially without without Carlos Vela, without Chicharito. Um, Even with the Tata, Tata, they want Tata out too, which gives me no confidence. Fuerte Tata has been, has been trending on Twitter, which means Tata out in Spanish, but yeah. When you when you want the coach out and he has been trending when bad results go wrong, that is not a good sign heading into World Cup. Yeah, no, obviously it's never good when a when everyone wants a club wants a club out. And also, uh, wants a manager out of their club, but yeah, mm -hmm. uh it's it's not I think he's going after this World Cup though. I think they have a stinker and they he's gone. They yeah, right it, it's possible if they don't make it out of the group, especially. Poland, though. Poland, um, Poland look good. I have a real confidence in Poland right now. Yeah, and uh, that's a whole. That's a whole. We're gonna need some luck pronouncing these names, though. Mm -hmm. And and that's not a. A slide. Uh, it, it's just. It's. Pol the Polish language. Using. Using the. Latin alphabet. For a Slavic language. is it, It's always difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, and so for English. For native English speakers. It is kind of hard to. To kind of pick that out. So so good luck to commentators. Um but of course, you know, you do your research. Like the number 3 here, Ar Arthur Yedrechik. That's I mean, hey, that's not easy to pronounce. Mm -hmm. Um of course, you get Matty Cash though. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that and that's an interesting and the Matty Cash story was a pretty interesting one. Uh, and with uh, his mother uh, and himself, by extension, eligible to represent Poland, he decided to to go to go play for Poland, and uh, now he's going to the World Cup. Yeah, a really good move, I think. Yeah, I think it was the right call for him. What about the Denmark squad? Uh, I think it's it's just about what you expected. I think uh, what what you could have expected. Um, I think they're a real sleeper team. That way they absolutely are. I think they win this group. Mm -hmm. I think they win this group. Yeah, uh, it was, and uh, on that front, predictions. Um, who wins this World Cup? I think, I want to say France, but I feel like Denmark can. There's something about Denmark recently. They beat France the last two times. You know that too, right? Could, do you think they can win the whole thing? No. I say... If, no, I, if that's that. That's what I want. Thing, who wins this? Who wins the whole thing? Well, we could talk about later, but who who wins the whole thing? Now, right now, put your money where your mouth right is. Now, who wins the World Cup? Argentina, Brazil. Yeah, this this looks like a South America year. Um, but the one thing though that that thing yeah. when in Denmark's when against goes against Denmark now they have really nothing to fight fight for. 
I would say like the Christian Erickson thing. They everyone was rooting for them in the Euros. No well, one here's the thing: them. they do have something to fight for. They they know they got robbed in the Euros. They got they got because that was because that was never a penalty. But that wasn't as big as the Erickson thing because the Erickson thing, no one wanted to play them because the whole world was running against them. It's like the you. It's like the same thing I said about Ukraine. I said if Ukraine would have made the World Cup, England and the U.S. and Saudi Arabia all would have hated, all would have wanted someone else because the whole world is rooting for Ukraine. And when we what we saw against Wills was that they play with passion, they play fire. And when you have people rooting against you in hard times, it brings out different spirit in teams. Yeah, and that that togetherness. Uh, I I do think Denmark still go far in this World Cup, and actually. I'm backing them to go to the final. Wow. I could see round of four. Here's the, the thing. Semifinals, I think they win the group. Eight, but I think they win the group. I think they... I think they beat their round of 16 opponent, which is probably Poland, I think. Uh, I think they beat... I think they beat England. Mm-hmm. Then I think they beat Portugal. Just, I'm just so happy to looking at Denmark so I see Eriksson back after what happened. Yeah, no, it's absolutely amazing to see him ma- having made a full recovery. Uh, you know, with with what happened, uh, the with with the situation of what happened to Christian Eriksson, uh, and the fact that he's back for the next international tournament. It's it's it, it's a really good thing to see, um, and, and for everyone, um, for for Danes, for United fans, I uh, for everyone. Game and seeing him and seeing him pass out. And it was just a scary Yeah, scene. no, it, it was scary. I mean, I, it, you know, when you see that, you fear the worst. I didn't know what happened at first. <sighs> at first, I thought he fell, but then when I saw the players around, it was when I really knew. No, it, he, he, he went to ground. Like, it was way more bigger, yeah. Off the ball, and, and he didn't, like, immediately get up. And it's like, he's not that type of player to dive. And and when he just, he wasn't moving and. And that—that's when you just you fear the worst. One more thing about though, for this tournament, like the Euros, if something bad happens like that, please turn the cameras away from yeah. the scene. Yeah. No, that that was a big issue in the with no that. No one needed to see his wife coming on to feel crying. No one needed to see the players making a shit around him. No, that's that's one of those. I think in in, in media training, you're taught wall to wall. Hand the ca- just put the camera in front of the commentators and have and and let them narrate because don't point the camera at somebody who might be like basically effectively dead. Mm-hmm. He was dead. They had to he, yeah, he had to be resuscitated. The, the the Denmark team doctor literally said we lost him, but we got him back. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's so, one more thing too that I didn't like about it. UEFA or FIFA, if something happens like that again, do not make a team play so close after it happens. Yeah, look, you know, you see how recent, how quick they were to to start the game back up. They had to play later, and they were forced. They were forced to play. Push the, if push the tournament back if something like this happens again. I don't care. I don't care how much money you lose or what happens. You cannot do this because that was not right how Denmark played because they almost didn't make it out to groups because of what happened. No, yeah, they came very close to not getting out of the group because they ended up losing that game. Yeah, because 
they no one was expecting them to win. To be honest, after what happened so close, it, you just can't play. You can't think about what you can't think about soccer after seeing when your teammates basically really die on the field and get revived. Yeah. No. After something, I mean, you know how much trauma that can cause somebody. And and on that note, um, mental. You know that can be mentally straining. Uh, for for the people that witnessed that, uh, and, and it kind of rallied the whole country together. And I, I think they're going to be aware of that. I think they've got they're out for vengeance now. And I, I think really, I think they go to the final. Mm-hmm. On that note, uh, three underdogs, three teams that are suppo- uh, unlikely to get out of the group that might go. Think Costa Rica in twenty fourteen. They went to the quarterfinals. Who might who might repeat that? One to say Senegal, but after the Saudi Omane injury, well, uh, allegedly he might be fit. But if he, it's not a hundred percent Saudi Omane. No, that's the only thing. I I think they can actually. I I think with or without Ma- luck, I think they're lucky that the Netherlands is the first game. I because with with or without Mane, I think they don't beat the Netherlands. I think they can maybe tie, but I don't think they could tie with Netherlands without Mane because it's just he's a. He's a big miss for them. But the other thing, too, they can't get hammered after the first game because the first game, it's just a tempo. If you lose 5-0, that's just a bad just move for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I've, the key match in this group is Senegal-Ecuador because whoever wins that game probably goes through. Uh, in second, I think the Netherlands win all three games. I think Qatar lose all three. I think it, it's, it does end up coming down to that game. I'll see another Sweden team I think will be Poland and Denmark. Yeah, I think Denmark's a different type of underdog, though. I think the problem is it's very possible if Denmark wins the group, they play each other. But there's one more that I will say. It has to be, I don't know, but something about Japan and the Germany, something about it just tells me that Japan could get through this group you get through the group with Spain and Germany. One big team is going to be at home. And right now, I'm leaning more towards Spain than Germany. I uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think another team that might might go might go places that you don't expect. Serbia. If they because if they if they finish second and Portugal win Group H, Serbia won their World Cup won their qualification group over Portugal, I think they could beat them. Serbia could definitely beat Portugal. I don't think and then I think, I, I, and I think that, and, and of course, you know, the story, te- the storybook ending, uh, I think, the the script ending, if you will, uh, the Messi-Ronaldo World Cup final, I don't think it happens. I think that's what FIFA wants. I think that. I think FIFA wants it. For FIFA. You know, yeah, you know, you want to script the World Cup, but I don't think it happens. To, if that happens, that would be FIFA's dream right there, because one of them. That, is that's a FIFA dream. That's a FIFA dream right there. I mean, I think it's everyone's dream. Yeah, but the one thing that FIFA could say, and this that proves, it ends a Messi and Ronaldo discussion. Even does it? I, I, I honestly, think it, it probably I think does. For most people, it does, because in the biggest game in the World Cup final they play each other it's like the ronaldo Z, zidane one it, it said zidane was people said zidane was better than ronaldo when he won even though pe- everyone has an opinion but most people said it because in the world cup yeah final, back when you in play uh, each other, you don't turn up no matter back in what. 98 
Yeah, no matter what. And Ronaldo won on one, one for himself, though, in uh, 02. Uh, and, and on that topic, 02, the 06 World Cup, Brazil, uh, were the last reigning champions to get out of the group. The one thing I'll say, though, is that I looked at it. Brazil really haven't had a really good World Cup in a long time since you could argue. No, not since 02. 02. Because, uh, I mean, they went to the semifinals in 14. But they got but then, slammed. That's not good. But then, you know, you can't you, get slammed like 7 1 happened. You can't. I don't count that as good because they got hammered. And then they got hammered in the third place playoff, too. And then Belgium, too. The and Belgium then, yeah, game, Belgium in 18. Uh, that was not. For Brazil's in, they Out the, in the quarters in 20. The Netherlands in 2010. It was the Netherlands, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It, um, but yeah. I th- I think that's that's the the thing Brazil haven't I don't think Brazil have had a, a like Brazilian standard World Cup since 02. I think this will be the year. I don't think I'll be surprised if they don't have a world, good World Cup. I think they they're my pick. I think Brazil beats Denmark in the final. I think Argentina Brazil final South American final. Well, that that doesn't happen unless one of them doesn't win the group though. Hmm? That doesn't happen unless one w- doesn't win the group. I forget the way it's played out, but I think Argentina makes the finals. I think Argentina wins. I mean, Argentina play Argentina Brazil in the in the semifinal is is most likely. Um, and I I think the winner of that one, if that does happen, I think the winner wins the World Cup. Who do you, you think you 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 put full faith in Denmark? I am putting I am putting my money where my mouth is. I am putting my faith in Denmark. I am I am putting my faith in Denmark. I can't when I look at there's just few teams I think put more faith in right now. I can even see Germany going on a surprising deep run, even though we don't think they're around. I don't think they're a semifinals team. I mean, I think that they have to get past. I believe Portugal. They can get past Portugal, and they can't. Yeah, but they then they have to get past Denmark. <laughs> I just think they're 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 my boy. Denmark, I'm I'm back in Denmark. Uh, I think the Netherlands could probably upset Argentina as well. I think Netherlands could surprise a lot of people. The, the one thing I I would say though is that they don't have Frank De Boer in charge. So, so that means that's a good thing, because De Boer De Boer was disastrous at the Euros. That because the Euros for the Netherlands were a disaster. That Czech Republic game was a nightmare. Um, There's one more thing I just want to say though is that I think Argentina is a top scorer in the group stage though. Yeah, they 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 should score a lot of goals. I think the Netherlands the Netherlands could take that though because they get to play Qatar. Because I, I, I think I think really the fact is Qatar are the weakest team by some distance at this World Cup. And and there there's a gap. There is a gap. There's a huge gap. I think the next weakest team are probably Costa Rica. Um, the problem is they have Kaylor Navas. I think Ecuador is quite weak as well. I think Saudi Arabia is pretty weak. I think Iran is not great, but they're solid. Mm-hmm. The thing is, every team has some star power. I think Qatar is the only one that really doesn't. Because even even um, Salem al for uh, Saudi Arabia has a little bit of star power. But on that note, that is going to do it for episode 9 of Soccer Spotlight. Thank you for joining us on Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're joining us from. Thank you for joining us here. 
and we will see you in uh, in two weeks this time because of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Have a good break. Thanksgiving break. And the World Cup uh, will be in session. And the World Cup will be underway, and we'll see if our predictions have come to light. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, I feel like I thank you a lot, right? Yeah, uh, we have to thank but the yeah, viewers. Yeah, thanks to the viewers. Uh, you know, what keeps us going? Mm -hmm. uh, and we will see you in two weeks.